0: Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard the conversation between Jahangir and Guru hargobind in the Royal Court of Delhi. How Jahangir gave up Jandu to Guru hargobind in an offering to relieve any accountability for Guru Arjan Dev Ji Shihidi. This, by the way, is also noted in other pre-colonial sources, even from the 1700s. Amongst the earliest sources that we have, Guru Pachai Bachai Chemi from around 1720s and Bansavali Nama from 1769. So we heard how Guru Hargobind secured Chandu, how Jaita and were responsible for this, how they dragged him around Didli, getting slapped up with shoes before he was brought to Majnu, where the Guru's encampment was. So, chapter 4 now begins describing how Guru Harguman's glory was now spreading throughout Delhi. Everybody was hearing how he got revenge for the murder of his father. They were saying things like, that great sin that Chandu has committed, he is receiving justice in kind from the Sikhs. And if that justice was not happening, if that didn't happen, if he wasn't captured, Then Guru Hargobind would not have kept his word and would have been a great disgrace on the Guru's house. They were saying things like, What type of son does not avenge his father? The whole congregation would have been slandered as well if Guru Hargobind did not keep his word. But now, Guru Hargobind has kept the honor of the Guru's house. Everyone was saying things like, Blessed, blessed is Guru Hargobind. He has performed the duty of a warrior so skillfully. What astute, tactical, political genius resides in his heart. Also being so blessed knowing and practicing the art of weaponry. All the previous Gurus were very peaceful and desired the path of forgiveness, but Guru Hargobind is so strong and large, what a warrior he is with strong, long arms. It's as if warrior spirit itself has taken a human form. Such is the blissful sight of Guru Hargobind. Meanwhile, They were saying things like, Chandu, the enemy of Guru Hargobind's father, who had committed such a vile sin, is now being taken around the city, getting beat. What an amazing manner in which everything panned out. So these are the type of things that Sikhs and locals of that time were saying. They were also saying things like, wow, Chandu was such a high-ranking official. Capturing or killing him would have been so difficult. All the other ministers were at his behest. He was bribing and controlling everybody else in the court. Whatever Chandu said, people obeyed. He could kill or punish anyone he desired. He would slander so many people and undeservingly give them punishments. So who else but Guru Hargobind would be even able to look at Chandu, who has for a long time been a senior minister within the court? So all the folks in Delhi were chatting about this in this manner, Chandu's story had spread across the whole city and everybody's homes, along with the great praise of Guru Hargobind. So Guru Hargobind had left the court, as mentioned in the previous episode, he traveled to Majnu. That morning though, he had sent someone to the army encampment, which was in a different location around Delhi. It was being commanded by Baba Buddhaji. So that messenger went there and told them all. Guru Harguman has said that he has now arrived in Delhi, at Majnu. You should mobilize the army with great happiness and arrive there. So Baba Buddhaji and all the army, when they heard this, they were all really happy. They all threw on the saddles to their horses and then mounted up. The battle drums of the army sounded off as they traveled to Majnu, where Guru Hargobind then saw them stream in. So since the time that Guru Hargobind went to the emperor, uh, he had established Baba Buddhaji as the commander of the army and he remained there at that encampment taking care of the horses and the troops. So Baba Buddhaji walked up to Guru Hargoband then and at that point, and bowed down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru. Looking at the Guru, he was just in bliss. Guru hargobind seated Baba Buddhaji with great respect close to him and at that moment as well, Jetha and Bidhichand, they had brought Chandu to Majnu. So Guru Hargurman was sitting on that throne looking down and saw how the Sikhs with their shoes were striking Chandu over and over again. He saw how dirt and debris was just rubbed into Chandu's face and how swelled up his face and head was from all the beatings. He saw how Chandu was tied up from behind with his own turban, his own bug and how Jaita was holding him there, controlling him from behind. So battle cries of joy were sounding off now, saying, blessed, blessed is Guru Hargobind, the great capturer of the enemies. Guru Hargobind saw this and then loudly shouted down at Jirtan Bidichan, saying, take this barking dog behind where all the horses are lined up, tie him up to a piece of wood there. Just like how butchers keep dogs, keep him in the same way and feed him crap, just like how a dog would receive food. Tie him up harshly across that piece of wood. Relay my command, which shall not be disobeyed in any manner, to all the army, that everyone has to strike Jandu with great strength, five times with their shoe on his face. So after this message was relayed to the entire standing army there, every single warrior of Guru Hargavan then had their own turn walking up to Chandu and striking him five times in the face with their shoe. At that point, Chandu was knocked out after receiving this punishment. The warriors then, as Chandu was on the ground, started kicking him, swearing at him, cursing him at the same time, saying things like, Let's kill this great vile sinner. But then, when Guru Hargobhan heard that Chandu had been knocked out, he quickly commanded everybody. He said, Stop! Don't kill him just now. Don't kill him. Keep him alive. I desire to take him across many cities like this. Give him food like a dog and keep him alive for now. So Jetha heard this and opened up the cloth that had tied his hands up and he basically nursed Chandu back to life a little bit here before having one of the warriors of the army appointed as the watch guard for Chandu who would stand at the ready near Chandu with weapons drawn to keep an eye on him. So this was happening in the evening, and Guru Hargobind then, at that point, ate and then rested for the night. Guru Hargobind now slept beautifully and in peace. But again, he forsake his sleep early in the morning, getting up in the last phase of the night, so in between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. ish. He bathed and then sat in unflinching meditation. Meanwhile, the rababis were all singing Asadivar in the early hours, beautifully singing in the musical modes of rag. In all the houses of dilli there was great excitement that spread across everybody woke up in bliss and they all got together at majnu so as the sun rose now guru Harguman opened his eyes from his meditation he asked a servant to get his royal clothes he then adorned this and then came out into the congregation and sat in the divan in the court baba buddhaji and all the other six bowed down to the Guru all the warriors of guru Hargobind's standing army were there adorned with shields swords and other weapons they were overjoyed looking at their commander-in-chief hardas the main superintendent from the Gwalior jail was also there with the released kings that had come from that jail as well they were all in attendance of the court receiving the darshan the divine sight of guru Hargobind. in front of the court everyone could see how chandu was tied up in the dirt and filth living like the dog of a butcher baba buddhaji was sitting near guru hargoban and then said guru hargoban mata ganga is eagerly awaiting for news about you you should think about this she only has one son and she loves you very much this is the first time she's been separated from you for such a long time please think about your mother we should write to her and send it quickly to her to tell her everything by which reading Great happiness will arise in her heart. Guru Harguman heard this and then replied saying, Oh Baba Buddhaji, that's a great idea. We should write a message and send it quickly to her. We should tell her to make some prashad for Darbar Sahib there in Amritsar. All of our desires have been fulfilled. We have captured the idiot, the enemy of the Guru's house. So in receiving this permission from Guru Hargubin, Baba Burdaji then quickly wrote the letter and sent it off to Amritsar where it reached very quickly. Mata Ganga heard the contents of the letter and she was just ecstatic. Over and over again she remembered Guru Nanak, remembering the Guru in her heart while clasping her hands. She bowed down thinking about all the previous Gurus and then said, Oh Gurus, you have protected my son. You have released my son from the fort of Gwalior. You have enabled him to capture the enemy of the Guru's house, and have spread the praise of my son across the land. Such a difficult vow my son had taken to kill and capture Chandu, you have now fulfilled and you have removed all anxiety from my mind." So in Amritsar they celebrated this news in all sorts of ways. Everybody was relieved, their hearts had been soothed and cooled, with great amounts of money they made and offered prashad at Harmandir sahib. Mata Ganga took it inside and bowed down. All the women from the city as well came to congratulate Mata Ganga on the news. Mata Ganga then gave out great amounts of wealth, money, food to the needy in the city of Amritsar. Everyone there was just so happy now. This news spread across Punjab even even to Govindwal as well. The clans of the Bedis, Guru Nanak's lineage, the Trehan clans, Guru Angad lineage, the Pala clans, Guru Amardashi's lineage, they all heard about this and praised Guru Harguban, saying, The Guru has kept their word and captured the enemy of his father and will now annihilate him. So this is how chapter 4 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear about the Guru's stay in Majnu, how he goes for a nice stroll along the Jamuna River, and how he tells his warriors why this part of Dili is called Majinu Dilla. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mamanacharan Patreon page. <laughs>